Today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get two free MP3s of your master. So check it out. Let me know what you think. But most importantly, let Lander know that Straight Out the Den sent you. Uh, today's podcast is also brought to you by RapsAndHustles.com. That's Raps and Hustles. Com. Everything is spelled correctly. Go there now. Check them out. They're offering reposting services on their SoundCloud. They also offer uh, video services in the tri-state area. So uh, check them out. But most importantly, let them know that Straight Out the Dance sent you. That's RapsAndHustles.com. Long nights and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, hey, man, welcome to the uh, Straight Out the Den podcast. Um, we got... A special guest in the building again, man. I know last week y'all had the uh, conversation with Brown, and that was a dope combo, and uh, we've been getting some dope reviews on that. And uh, a lot of people were enjoying uh, his conversation, talking about his journey uh, through music and, and his new project. And uh, one of the homies, man, he, he happened to hear the podcast and reached out, and it was a no-brainer. We, we, we've we uh, really been waiting to have a sit-down conversation with him for a while. So uh, help me welcome the homie J.Rain to the podcast, man. What's How up, you doing? world? What's up, straightoutthedin.com, man? Oh, we man. here. We here for real, man. We, we, we really here right now. We really here. So I want to kind of go, like, back into the story a little bit, Let's right, where I, where I first heard about you. So um, I was uh, deeply following uh, Scotty's career, and... Um, I think around the time he had just released Spaghetti Junction and he was having a um, a party or a release party at Department Store at the time. Okay. And um, a guy got on stage, I think he had on like a Braves jersey. <laughs> and I um, got on stage and then I just hear like this Wu-Tang sample. Yeah. And I saw the delivery that came after it and I was just like mind blown, right? Okay. And what's funny... That's the first time I saw you perform live. Okay. That wasn't the first time I heard your music. Like, I knew the name J.Rain. I didn't connect the two for a while. But then, you know, once I saw the performance, I was like, okay, these are the same people, obviously. Uh, so, do you, you remember that night, though? Yeah, I do remember that night. That was, like, one of my first performances ever in Atlanta. I remember okay. being, like, scared as hell. Because, mm. you know, Atlanta's a real critical place, especially when it comes to music. So, I, I remember that night very in detail um i had i was talking to my homies and i told them like look you know i'm going to perform tonight at department store and you know department store is one of those places rp department store too but um department store is one of those places where it's kind of like the apollo of atlanta Mm -hmm. and you can you know what i'm saying it can either it can either make or break you so i was telling my homies like i'm kind of nervous i don't know what the response is gonna be this is one of my first performances so you know i kind of just got up there with the mindset like i gotta kill it so you know a lot of people that know me from atlanta always mention that show Mm, okay 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 you know what i'm saying so a lot of people got to you know see who i was for the first time that night so i definitely remember that night in in detail yeah man it it was just one of those things where Everything felt right about it, like the anticipation for Scotty's uh, Spaghetti Junction was there. Everybody was talking about it. And then, you know, you, you just got to be honest with you, right? Like, everybody's there to see Scotty, and then we have this guy who we don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so who is this guy? And then you get on stage, and you kill it, and the music is good. It's not just like a high-energy performance, but it's literally good music. Right. And so, 
you had our attention, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. from that point on, um, you know, I had to do some digging, and I was like, I think I got some footage somewhere from that night, too. Man, I got to find it. Please, uh, I yeah. need to see that. Yeah, I think I got some footage somewhere, man. I got, I mean, I have so much footage, it's crazy, dude. Like, and I just been, I don't know if it's lazy or just, like, not on task with putting out footage. You've been working, like man. That's that's, years, that's all it is. You've been working. You should put out, like, a documentary. Since it's, like, four years worth of stuff, maybe you should just, like, put out, like, put it all out at one time. See, you this feel? guy has major ideas right here, y'all. He got some good ideas. We definitely got to use them. We, of course. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but, you know, man, here with the podcast, we kind of dive into, like, indie advice, and then we'll have these one-offs where we, we have one-on-ones with uh, different indie artists themselves, man. We just kind of chat it up and, and talk about life and everything that's going on. Um, me, personally, I just came back from New York today. And, um, you know, we're able to sit down and have this conversation. And I know you, you've been moving, man. Like, yeah. uh, things are really, really starting to, to get some traction in the city, man, for you. And, and just not even in the city, around everywhere right now, man. So, Definitely. like, how has that process been for you? It's, it's very humbling to, to, to see everything that I've been praying for, everything that I've been working towards come into fruition. It's mm-hmm. it's really it's really really tight. Like, but before I go even further, I want to say that I really appreciate the opportunity for you know you get me in here. Like I oh, listen yeah, to man. the podcast with Brown. Brown is like my brother. You know, me and him we go back and forth and we give each other advice and you know we have our moments where we kind of frustrated and shit like that. So I appreciate you having me. But um, just traveling and 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 going around the world, literally around the world. And just meeting new people and, and introducing people to my music is really, really, it's, it's fun to me. And, you know, a lot of times people don't really understand that it takes a lot to do that. So, you know, just having the opportunity to do it, it makes me it feel it makes me feel really good to know that, you know, my work is not going overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Going from L.A. to New York to Texas, you know, to Sweden, you know what I'm saying? Like just going to all these different places is just a really good feeling, and I'm I'm really happy about what's going on in my life right now. Yeah, that, that, that's dope, man. So you from Alabama? What part of Alabama? Uh, I'm from Tuscaloosa. I was born and raised in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, home of the Crimson Tide. Um, Rose I moved high. Rose High for real. <laughs> um, we I moved to uh, Huntsville, Alabama in 2008, and I uh, attended Alabama A&M University on a band scholarship. Okay, okay, yeah. so uh, Ben, what what instrument? I played the tuba. Man, okay, all right, so... Um, Which kind of explains why, like, all my songs got, like, heavy bass and stuff like that. I gotcha. really like the bass. Gotcha, you know gotcha. I was going to say, um, I believe the homie uh, Jimmy Hennessy, he played the tuba in the band, man. Like, But to go on a band scholarship, that means you, you actually took band serious. Right, you know I, I mean? I've been playing in the band uh, since sixth grade. Okay, okay. So I, I knew how to read music real fluently. And, you know, it was something I took serious. I was a section leader in high school. Um, I went to all the little competitions and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of well-versed when it comes to the music on the, on that on that side. How often do you uh, get to go back and, and play the tuba, though? I don't play no more. <laughs> I don't play anymore. <laughs> so you put it down. Yeah, I definitely put, like, after. Man, the crazy thing is, man, I got to uh, A&M. I only marched one year. Really? Yeah, because I, when I when I got to college, I I really you know how HBCU bands are. It's like you don't really have time to do anything else but band. But band, band. So yeah. I um I put it down after one year, man. I actually actually it wasn't even one year. It was one semester, man. Uh, the big rivalry is Alabama A and M versus Alabama State. So um, in the 
fall, well, not the fall, the spring, they have the basketball game. You got the big uh, A&M versus State basketball game, and everybody's talking about it. But, like, the freshmen, they have to play in the pep band. So oh, I'm man. like, man, I'm not going to miss this game, man. Everybody talk about it. Niggas just got their refund check. I'm about to go <laughs> get me a fresh outfit, and I'm going to go to the game. So I had yeah. told my band director, like, yo, I'm not feeling well. I'm not going to make the game. So I ended up going to the game and went to the bathroom, and my band director was in the bathroom. Slipping. So he said, just see me in my office on Monday. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. And he ended up kicking me out of the band, and – Luckily, my scholarship had already posted, so it was like, you know, it was still a win-win situation for me. But gotcha. after that, I kind of was like, you know what, maybe it's time for me to kind of focus on myself and kind of get to know people that I didn't really get to see while I was in the band that first semester. Mm. So it was really cool. I, I still made a lot of friends. My cousin was the, uh, the uh, drum major, so I was able to kind of still link with some of the dance girls and shit like that. So it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, man, you know, band is one of those things. I went to a high school where the band was just, like, not it. Like, we were good competition-wise, right. but... We weren't playing the stuff that I wanted to, to play. Like so I, so you went to a, a core style. Uh, it was a core style band. Absolutely, that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did in high school. Yeah, and I, I I couldn't stand it, bro. Like it was just like I I played um snare in in elementary school and, and I played keys and stuff like that. But I wanted to be in the band very badly, but I was okay. just like I didn't want to play. I kind of had that same approach. Um, and and I played a lot of sports, but it was that first day of high school. And the football coach was like, yeah, we got practice. And I'm like, bro, like, this is my first day of high school. We got pra- I've been practicing all summer. Right. We got practice the first day. And it's like, I knew then that I was like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm a baseball player, so I'm just stick okay. with baseball, you know what I mean? But I kind of feel how you were feeling with that. Like, I want to be here. Like, I don't want to have to, you know, be obligated. Yeah, I want to get out and meet people. And yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm the type of person I like to talk to people and, and get to know people. So the fact that I wasn't getting the chance to do that and I could be on the band field and I would just see people just, like, kicking it on the yard yeah, and shit yeah. like that. I was like, oh, hell no, nah, this is not going to cut it. So <laughs> yeah, I, had to, I had to do something different. So for you um, – do you do you remember the first time that that rap really came into the picture for you? Um, I've always been a fan of like hip hop music as a you know as a child. Um, my mom she would always tell me that I would like pick up different pots and pans mm-hmm. and always beatboxing around the house. So I always have been. It, music has always been a part of my life. Like my mother, one of the first CDs that she ever bought me was an edited Jay Z CD. Oh wow! Hint, hint, keyword edited. She did not play that cussing in her house. Uh, oh, you had to but, go to Walmart and get yeah, the CDs. Yeah, we was in Walmart, and I, I mean, I had all the CDs, and I, most of most of my CDs were like the up north artists. I really fuck with like Jay Z, the whole Rockefeller, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Dipset. Um, I like Mace, Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So you know, these were the type of artists that I was listening to growing up. But um, as far as rapping, that really kind of came later on down the line. I would say like uh late senior year of high school okay so that's okay. like 2008 gotcha gotcha yeah so uh, during that time what were you doing just like were you uh was it a serious thing or was it just kind of like just writing rhymes or like um what, i wasn't was even really? i wasn't writing i was well i wasn't writing rhymes i was writing poetry okay okay you know what i'm saying i'm a i'm an only child so you know that was really like my my escape you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i felt like shit nobody would listen so i, I kind of got good with my words and my grandma always used to say that i'm a con artist you know i can always kind of woo people with my words mm-hmm. so 
um, yeah, I was writing poetry, and then I found out that, you know, girls like poetry, so I started writing poems for chicks and stuff like that, <laughs> and then um, it just kind of fell into place. My homie had, like, a little makeshift studio at his crib, and, like, all my friends, they would be over there, like, rapping and stuff, and I never really got into it, but uh, one day, I was just over there writing some poetry, and they was like, man, put it on a beat, so mm. I put it on a beat, and they was like, Dog, this might be kind of tight. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've seen the Straight Outta Compton movie, but like you remember that uh, when they uh, the part where uh, Easy E did the cruising in my six yeah. four, and they like stopped and everybody looked at at Easy E. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. That's and they was like, dog, right you know, you might need to try to take this serious. So you know, from there, I started you know trying to play around with it, but I still wasn't like that serious. Mm -hmm. But my homies, they kept on me and they kept on me. It's like, dog, you need to do it. So then from then on, I just kind of studied and turned it from a hobby into something that I wanted to do full time. So who who were you studying at the time? You said around 2008. I'm trying to think like who um around 08, I was really like that was like Outkast was mm -hmm. still bumping a little bit. Currency was doing his thing a little bit. Um Jay-Z was still around. Like I listened to a lot of older stuff. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Wayne was going crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Wayne oh, was yeah. going insanely crazy. I was a big Wayne fan back then, so I was listening to everything that Wayne was putting out. Man, you mentioned that you, you were going back listening to some older stuff, and, and you said that you were the only child. Man, who was really like putting you on the music? Because I, I find it kind of... The internet? The internet. So it was literally you, the age of the internet. You just kind of like just going searching. Yeah, because like, you know, my... Well, I take that back. I, I'm not going to say that. Most most of it was the internet, but I have a... Uh, my mom has a... A, well, a younger brother who's closer in age to me. Okay, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? he He's closer in age to me, but he's a little bit older than me. So, therefore, you know, he still was, you know, out doing his thing. And I still wasn't old enough to kick it with him like that. Gotcha, gotcha. But, you know what I'm saying? If I was ever riding with him, you know, he might be listening to, you know, Master P. He might be listening to uh, the Dayton family. Okay. Like, okay. he was, it was a, a, like all kind of different shit. So, I, I, I really was influenced by a whole lot of people. But it was really like... TV and internet like MTV, mm. BET, and just seeing what I see on TV and like I like that beat or I like the clothes that they wear and, and then I would just go back and look. Research. Yeah, that, that's the beauty of the internet, man. Like I was having this conversation with um, with a homie of mine the other day. We're just talking about like me, like I'm 32, right? Okay. So what, I, I came up in a time where the internet wasn't. I remember a time when the internet didn't exist. I just put it like that, right? Okay. Uh, but. You know, especially not in the capacity that it is, it is now, but I remember a time where you had to hear a song on the radio and hope you hear it again on the radio or see the video. You know right. what I mean? Like there, there was no like, man, what was that song? And then you go in and trying to research it and find it out. Like there was a time when you just kind of like, I, you know, hopefully you'll hear it again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but now that you hear something now, you probably don't even listen to radio number one, but if you hear something, you can instantly go and find it like that. And it, and it's like, it they even have it. apps for the shit too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Shazam and all of that. It's just mm -hmm. like, there's no mystery to the music now. Like you literally can go and find it. How, how much of that kind of plays into, um, your role of like where you are now musically. Like, have you had fans that come up to you and just find your music or how have anybody really? Yeah. Like the, with the internet being so easily accessible, like, you know, I literally make fans every day and I don't even know it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? People, my, my music gets posted on these different blogs and retweets and reposts and SoundClouds and, you know, stuff like that. So it's like the the internet plays a, a big part in, in my career. And, you know, I, 
honestly got popping on the blogs before I got popping in the streets. And for a lot of people, it the 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 usual rule is you need to get the streets before you get on the internet. Mm-hmm. And for me, because I was so into the internet, it kind of went backwards. Gotcha. So that's kind of my struggle right now, trying to get in the streets mm. as opposed to the internet. Because it's like, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a tech guy, so I, I can find my way around anything. I know how to get in touch with anybody, mm-hmm. and I don't meet no strangers. So like, if I know that. You know, I'm reading the fader. You know, I, I I like reading editorial and stuff like that. I can find out who the writer is, and I know, like, okay, shit, if I'm up here in New York, you know, bruh gonna be at such and such, I might pull up on him and just start Got trying you. to talk to him and then, you know, develop their relationship. And then, you know, from there, boom, I might get a, a article maybe two, three months down the line, then you make 30, 40 new fans. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, the internet played a, a big role in it, you know? that Man, you, you said something very important right there because, um, we're we're in a in a time right now where, for one, there's a lot of people that want to be artists, want to rap. Um, you know, that that's just what it is. There are, there are a lot of rappers, but you know, a lot of people don't know how to connect with their fans. Um, they don't know how to get their music heard. And you just said something like, "Man, you're just doing the research. Like I'm reading the editorials. I'm seeing who the, the you know the the authors of these editorials and." I'm going fine. I'm I'm researching them. Yeah, I'm pulling know? up yeah. on you. I don't yeah. I don't I don't meet no strangers. You know what I'm saying? And and some of these writers will tell you like, uh, I'm not gonna say who, but I was uh, writing for a major artist earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and um, we went to an event, and there were a lot of writers that I knew from different publications, and mm-hmm. I was just I know their faces, or I might follow them on social media, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I'm in this room with all these people. Let me kind of rub shoulders with these people and, and show them like, hey, I know you. I fuck with your writing. Mm-hmm. And then show them that I appreciate their writing. And then in turn, they might be like, oh, let me check out your music. You know what there I'm saying? Go. So That's a free tip. That's a free tip, artists. Like, look, you're hearing that. We didn't even plan that. If you've got a favorite blog that you like to go to. Show them some see, love. Yeah, show them some love, man. Like, here's the thing, right? As, as a blogger myself, I'll tell you, there's nothing better than being appreciated for what you... Cause, the truth, truth of the matter is, most people when they start a blog, they're not getting paid off of it. It's exactly. just really doing it out of out of the strength and, and the love, right? And so when artists come in, like say, man, like yo, thank you for these words, or thank you for the write up, man. Like I appreciate you listening to the project, and giving me your feedback. It goes a long way, and that's how you start to establish relationships. So that's free, y'all. I hope y'all y'all heard that. Yeah, and, and y'all, free tip, you know, man. We giving it. them out all day. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, man. So. um 2008 till when when was the time period when music started to really click for you like uh people are starting to you're starting to get some notoriety for the music um 2011 okay 2011 is when i got a lot of music out Mm. i got tons of music out i have um Black Sheep, which you can't really find anywhere that was my first project ever it's called black sheep and you got coolie fly chronicles one then you got Coolie Fly Chronicles 2. Then you got uh, Memoirs of a Young Dreamer. Then you got Coolie Fly Chronicles 3. Wait, no, you got the Dixie Renaissance. Renaissance yeah. Then you got Coolie Fly Chronicles 3, which is my most recent. So um, it was around like 2011. I said 2011, right? Yeah, 2011. 2011 is when um, 
Coolie Fly Chronicles 2 dropped. And I uh did it was a seven track EP and I recorded it with C's of the Block Beaters. The Block Beaters is a whole like collective, it's a whole bunch of producers and they, you know, all got different styles and different ways. Mm-hmm. That the summer of two thousand eleven I linked up with C's. I was still staying in Huntsville and um we just really knocked that project out and that project actually premiered on the source. At the time I had a homegirl who was writing for the source and I was just like, Look, you know, I'm working on this project. I really need you to try to get this premiere for me and like I pushed for it all summer until she was able to be like, Okay, you know, they, they rocking with you enough for me to premiere. Cause you know, premieres, they really are near yeah. and dear now. They don't yeah, people yeah. like these blogs don't really premiere artists no more, like indie they don't really premiere indie artists mm-hmm. no more. So, um, 2011 is really when I got got it pumping. That that dropped on the source, and then I started getting a lot more traction. A lot more blogs started picking me up, and then from there, 2012, um, nigga just started moving. I was interning for the Block Beaters, um, and they was giving me free t- uh, studio time intern for you know interning for them. So I'm getting a one mix and mastering for mm-hmm. free. You know what I'm saying? Just to you know be a runner. So it just kind of. You know, you, you work your move. If you got opportunities and, you know, you got to learn how to barter. Absolutely. So with that's what I kind of did with that situation. After 2011, 2012, I graduated in 2013, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was getting so much love, and people were telling me, like, you got a gift. You need to, you know, lock in and do it. That's when I really was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and do this shit, man. And and that's when I kind of just started focusing up and trying to make it, make it a reality. When I saw that I could make money off of it, mm-hmm. and it just kind of came full circle so how how did you make your way to atlanta because i mean you graduated 2000 you said 2013 2013 okay so that i don't know where is alabama state where is that at? alabama a&m alabama a&m it's in huntsville alabama which is three and a half hours away from here okay so what prompted the move was it like a job or like what Um, made you come out to atlanta it was a lot of things first and foremost to uh go back to scotty shout out to the whole cool club um I was a fan of Scotty's first, and, okay. and I, I tell this story all the time. People ask how we met. I was a fan of Scotty's first back, like, around the Faith era, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, Scotty had a show in Birmingham, and I just went, like, as a fan. Like, I was, you know, really fucking with him. That's how I met the Coolest Mac. Yeah, uh, yeah. I met I met a lot of people, like, at that show, and um, I just walked up to him after the show. He had an amazing show. I walked up to him and I was like, "Yo, I'm a big fan of yours. Let's let's link on some music." Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> he just kind of gave me the, the cold shoulder. He was yeah, like, like, "Yeah, right, you know, yeah, yeah, all right, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah, let's do it, bro. You know, for uh, fuck with my manager." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So I go find Mike, which is his manager, and I, I say, "You know, yo, I'm J. Rain, man. I'm trying to link with Scotty. You know, what I'm saying, can I have a contact number?" So he gives me his contact number, and they just kind of like flee, and. And in my head, I'm thinking, man, this nigga's not going to fuck with me. So I end up calling, no response. Mm-hmm. Texting, no response. I'm just like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I'm, I really just forgot about Scotty. And um, maybe, I want to say a couple months later, John Quest ended up hitting me up. John Quest out of Mississippi is a producer. He hit me up and he was like, yo, I got this song for you. And at the time... I didn't know that Scotty was going to be on the record. Mm. So Scotty ended up being on the record and um the record kind of was doing well and Scotty's team reached out to me and they were like, "Yeah, we want you to come to Atlanta and we want to sit down with you." So at the time I'm like, "Oh shit, this shit, you know, is that for really yeah, fuck yeah. with me now, you know, I'm excited." So I come out to Atlanta, they bring me to uh this dope ass 
pizza place. I can't even remember the name of it. It was really, really good. Like, his whole team came, Mike Mars, all his managers, his role manager, everybody was there, and they just kind of, you know, introduced themselves and what they do. And, and um, from there, I decided I think that I should move to Atlanta because I was getting tired of driving from Huntsville to Atlanta all the time, putting all the miles on my car and really, you know, just really tiring myself out. Like I might have a, they might get me a show and I might have to come back and go to work the next day. So I was like, you know what, man, maybe I need to try to find me a job in Atlanta. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, and make the move. So I ended up finding a job in Atlanta and, um, crazy as it sounds, I started working for Google, but I only worked one day. (laughs) <laughs> all right hold on you gotta tell me the story what's the story of working for google okay one day? so right. um they had this this thing where all right say for instance you're searching for something to eat mm-hmm. you want to go to mr everything's if you uh google search mr everything's you're going to see a picture of the menu mm-hmm. you're going to see a picture of the inside and it's going to tell you how far and how long it takes to get there my job was to go to these different restaurants take a picture of the menu I either would walk, I would drive, or I would ride a bike. Mm-hmm. That was what I was supposed to be doing. But mind you, I only work one day. So um, I really don't know why I got let go. But like on the first day, they were like, yeah, everybody's not going to make it through this process. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess they just felt like, you know, I wasn't going to be fit for it or whatever. But the the whole fucked up part about it was like, I really thought that that was going to be something good for me. Because you tell somebody you work for Google, they for think Google. you big shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to tell you what I do. I no, just, you work for Google. Yeah, yeah, that's all you got to do. So that night I was at Tree Sounds. Somebody had took me to Tree Sounds. And mind you, this is my first time like going to like a big studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at all these plaques on the wall. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in Atlanta. I got me a job. Like, everything's working out. And I get a phone call that night while I'm in Tree Sounds. And they say, yeah, uh, you know, we're not going to keep you. Mm-hmm. So that, it, it really hurt. It, mm-hmm. it really hurt. It, it was like a blow to, like, my whole confidence that I had. It was really uh, a morale letdown. Yeah. So um, I ended up running back home, like, running i went back to alabama i know within the the next two or three days i just packed up all my shit and just dipped because at the time i was like couch surfing you know until i got my own shit and um i really i took that time to just kind of reevaluate you know well maybe i don't need to move maybe i just you know i started having doubts Mm. and it was it was a really bad time in my life because you know when you want to do something so bad it's like nobody can tell you no different Mm. And still to this day, like, you know, I, I have problems and, and so does everybody. But, you know, when you when you have so much good shit that happens, it's like nobody can tell you no different. So when they, you know, told me that I wasn't gonna be able to keep the job and I had to move back home, I just really had to double back and, 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 and have a talk with myself like, OK, Jada, is this something that you want to do? You know, if this is what you want to do, then, you know, you need to focus up. You need to make it happen. So that's when I worked for like a whole year year and a half and that's how the dixie renaissance came about um that's why that music is a lot more like heartfelt you can feel like the pain and you know you can hear me like wanting more out of alabama like i wanted to get out of alabama you know what i'm saying i was reaching for other shit you know what i'm saying so i did that and a year later i found myself moving back i came back in july 
and I've been here ever since. Like, you know, of course I've had my hardships and hardships and things that have kind of slowed me down, but I just keep telling myself like, dog, you can't go back home because it's too much shit that has happened this time since I've been here. Mm. I can't go back home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand, man. It's just the fact that you took a chance. Um, uh, you know, just to be frank, a lot of people don't take that chance. They let whatever happens, what you know, something keep them from making the move. And, and you know, sometimes you just got to kind of step out there and like, okay, I'm going to make the move and whatever happens, happens. Yo, you know? I do that all the time. And, like, a lot of times people look at me and, and the decisions that I make and they're like, dog, you're crazy. And and, and, and sometimes I, I kind of surprise myself with the things that I do because sometimes I'll jump off a cliff and – know that i don't have a parachute but yeah. i have you know enough faith to wear like dog man whatever we're gonna land in the water you know what i'm saying so i ain't really worried about nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no man it's, it's that faith for real man like you just gotta do it and not worry about like just i'm gonna give you a quick personal story like so like i told you i went to new york right this was a thug out trip like i found out that i was going to new york like maybe two or three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, you know, the artist came with me with the plan. I was like, man, look, we want to go up here. Uh, man, anything that we can find, interviews, shows, anything, like, I just need to go, I need to go to New York and, and experience something else. Okay. So, literally, you know, I found some tickets. I got some dirt cheap tickets, like $59 each way That's to it. New York. So, you know, under, 100, under, under $120 there. So, that was the first blessing. Now, then I get up there. Mind you, I'm in New York. I'm on the plane. I'm at the airport. Get dropped off at LaGuardia. I don't know where I'm staying. And my flight, oh, yeah, I don't know where I'm staying. Like, and my flight was at like ten, like not at ten. At um, I got there at ten o'clock at night. Okay. Don't know where I'm staying. Get a call. My uncle was like, "Yo, I heard you in New York." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What's going on?" He was like, "I'm in New York." I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> like you in New York? And like, yeah, man, we in New York. Come over to the hotel. So the first night, I'm in the hotel with them. Okay. Next day, come around. I, I link up with the artists. We we moving around the city, trying to figure out what's going on. Still don't have any place to stay. We got we just walking with duffels and, and dropping, going to studios and getting work done. All this stuff. Running to um. Managed to like find a look like a hostel, which is it was basically like an Airbnb type situation where you renting out rooms. Found that for like dirt cheap. Stayed there like we in the middle of like Bushwick, like we in the middle of the hood. hood. Like, <laughs> like it's it's the hood. I've hood. been in New York a couple times. I know it's yeah. kind of grimy. Okay. It's it's grimy. We in the middle of Brooklyn, man. But we had a show that 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 night. Show rock the show. All of that, you know. Had a good night. And the next day coming, we were like, man, like where are we gonna stay? Go to the studio. Dude was like, man, you can leave your bag here. Y'all go in mob out in the city and just hit me up when y'all want to come back and pick up your stuff. Hit him back to come pick up the stuff. He was like, man, like, like y'all flight super early. Y'all can just chill here. And I was like, you know, so it's it like, bro, I'm in New York for like three or four days and like only paid like $40. That's how it be, hotel. man. It's, like, yeah. it's those blessings, man. You just yeah. got to have faith. You got to do what you got to do. I'm a real religious person, man. I, I truly believe that God blesses those who really just, you know what I'm saying, put all their faith in him and just, you know, everything else going to come with time. Like, I got a similar story, man. I drove to New York. Mm. I I was in yeah. I was in class. Um, this is back in like 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, Jay Dirt, who runs Ballers Eve, 
they uh reached out to me and they were telling me that they wanted me to come up and do an interview with them. Okay. Mind you, you know, I'm in college. I don't really have money for no flight. I couldn't really call my mom and be like, yo, mom, can you buy this flight? So um, me and my partners, we was like, fuck it, we'll drive. <laughs> Only yeah. problem is whose car are we going to take? You know what I'm saying? So now we run into the 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 issue. Whose car are we going to take? So at the time, my homie was uh, messing around with this girl. And um, she was nice enough to let us use her car. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> I thought she was going to say like her, her place. He was like, no, no, her car. no. Okay. She let us use her car. Wow. And then she just flew up and rolled with us back because she supports the music so much to the point Man, where, you know what I'm saying, she wanted, to, she wanted to experience it too. So my first time ever going to New York, I told my teacher, I said, look, I'm not going to be here tomorrow because I have an interview in New York City on the radio. And like I... I low-key wanted to flex, so, like, I told everybody in the classroom, like, I, I kind of made it known that I was going out of town to New York mm -hmm. to do an interview. Like, everybody was laughing. They didn't think that it, it was, was going to... They yeah. didn't think I was serious. So, I ended up, like, um, put posting the live link in the uh, group chat so everybody mm -hmm. could listen. And then everybody was texting me, like, oh, my God, bro, yeah. like, you really doing this shit? So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it, you just got to have that faith, bro, and, you know, everything else going kind of manifest itself that's it man you just gotta you just gotta take that step you really gotta take that step and, and that, that's what it's about and you taking the steps in music man like you said the, the latest project you you dropped was the cooley uh fly chronicles 3 and I, three and i remember we were at uh we were at scotty's uh unplugged show mm -hmm. and that's when you showed me the, uh, the artwork for okay it. yeah you showed yeah, me the yeah. artwork for it i was like yo man this is gonna be the, this the next thing right here and i was like uh, you know i i got it I, i'm digging it i'm digging it and then, like, what, we ran into each other at A3C a couple of weeks ago, and, uh -huh. and like, I'm hearing new music in play. Right. So, what, what can you tell us about that? I know, you know, it might be some under-the-tables type stuff, but, like, what can you share about the new music that you're putting together? Um, man, it's it, it, it's it's definitely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Progression. Um, I've been around a lot of people. I've seen a lot of things, and I'm just kind of getting comfortable um, my homie Quinn, Quinn Miller, he would say, you, uh, you in your pocket now, you done found your pocket. Mm. And I, I feel like I truly have found like my pocket, like my delivery, you know what I'm saying? Getting, you know, confident and learning how to sound on the, on the, on the beats and stuff like that. I got a couple titles that I'm playing around with, uh, different, uh, a few concepts, but it, it's just, you know, I've been around some, some talented people and I just been watching mm. and I feel like it's. It's my time. It's actually not going to be a mixtape. It's going to be, like, my first debut album. That's why I'm, like, putting gotcha. time and effort into it to make sure that it's done correctly. Is the uh, is this the end of the um, Cooley Fly, um, Cooley Fly Chronicle, Chronicle, Chronicle Series? Uh, yeah. Saga, yes. It, Wrapped it up. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of got to, you know, let them, you got to put things up sometimes. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. I feel like, you know, CFC has, has served as its... It's course, and um, yeah, that was that was definitely the last one. I think I ended on a high note. I think it's time now to you know what I'm saying, take it to higher heights. And, and as Scotty say, bro, it's time. Like it's time. You know it's what I'm time. saying. So <laughs> I'm just I'm 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 working on some some bigger and better things. Working with some some cool artists and just trying to be the best at what I do and, and really represent for Alabama and and show people that you know you don't have to you know work a nine to five if you don't want to like if you have a passion follow your passion and mm -hmm. you know everything else gonna come about absolutely man that 
I, I think that's probably some of the best advice that I can just give anybody in life in general. If you got a plan or idea or a dream or something, like start on that super early. Don't wait till you like in your 30s and and trying to get into it and all that. Like, man, if you 14 and got that that dream that you want to do, like, just do it. Like, even right. if your, your parents don't believe in it, just do it and prove them wrong. Like, just go for it. It's it, it's so much worth it to to start as soon as you got the idea as opposed to as soon as you as soon as you got a feeling or an idea of what you want to do work at it you know what i'm saying keep developing your craft you know um basketball players don't start at 18 saying that they want to hoop you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you got you got young niggas that's in camps now six seven years old trying yep. to get that crossover right you know what i'm saying yep. so you know don't don't be like well I'm not gonna say don't be like me because I started late, but I kind of I kind of got a head start. Like if you feel it, if, if it's something that you want to do, just work at it. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got to work at it, man. It's it's um it's imperative. You you just got to keep working. What what do you see yourself, man? And um, you, there's been so much progression in just the past what three or four years. Like mm-hmm. five years from now, what what what's the with the game plan for J. Dot Right? Uh, man. I have so many different things that I want to do outside of music. You know what I'm saying? I I, I definitely want to continue uh, making great music, you know, great fans, being financially stable, uh, giving other people opportunities to to showcase their talent, whether it be in music, art, anything like that. I just want to um, keep building, man. Maybe a a deal. We'll see. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just... Wherever God leads me, that's where I'm going. I like that answer. I like that answer a lot, man. You, you gotta, you gotta be steered in the right path, man. It's a lot, of, and, and you know, here's the thing, right? Like, I know we're in the industry where, like, as soon as you say anything about God, people kind of like tighten up. You know what I mean? It's man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just keep it a hundred, man. I was, I was raised in the church. I might not do, you know, things that I should do, but I was, I was raised like that, so. You know, I'm always God's gonna always be at the at the forefront of anything that I do. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I try not to put it on people. Yeah, That's what I was yeah. just about to say. Like you know, I I'm very open. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't turn down other people's beliefs. I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, as for me. I, that's that's how I get down. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So. No, I got you, man. I got you 100. percent Um, I wanted to ask you like just about hip hop in general, man. Like I know we. We uh we, we talked a little bit about the music and, and you playing with a few titles so we don't know anything on the new music just yet but just a hip hop conversation like and, and I gotta reference New York because it's still fresh in my mind but like I went to a show and there was about mm, fifteen sixteen maybe twenty artists that performed right mm-hmm. and I kid you not over fifty percent of them sounded like they were in Atlanta I felt like I was still on Edgewood. And these were New York artists. And it kind of, it blew my mind for a minute because I was just like, man, it re- does Atlanta or the South in general really have a chokehold on the industry right man, now? Man, Trinidad James was not lying when he said Atlanta really runs shit. And I feel like maybe he was not the right person to say it. Mm. And and, and I, this is in no way, shape, or form like a jab at Trinidad because I fuck with Trinidad. Yeah, I fuck yeah. with everything that he does. He's a real-ass nigga. But, you know... Because of, I think there was like a lack of respect. Like, you know what I'm saying? People really didn't respect him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they kind of got his ass up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just was trying to like down him. Yeah, but yeah. Atlanta and like the South really got, if you look at like 
the top 40 or Billboard top 100. Mm-hmm. These songs, even if they're not artists that are from the South, the songs are South driven. Yeah. It's fact. Yeah, that's a fact. You're right. You're right. It's it, it it just blew my mind though. I ain't gonna lie to you, man, because you know you kinda hear about it, but then to see it for myself and I'm just like, yo, like, is anybody gonna give me like something other than what I already heard? Like, you know, how do you feel about Young MA and the whole little She said like that song sounds like uh the Shmoney dance yeah, to it's me. Smir- it's Bobby Smyrna. Like, that's all it is. It's the same record. Um I think the record is cool, honestly. I, I think that is is one of those records that is is unconventional because like we basically the hook there's really no hook right. to the song it's right not. it is really not a true hook and the, the quotable like that you know call it Stephanie and Heffany and yeah. all, that's like two minutes into the song bro like yeah. you know what I mean so it's kind of and it gives me the the uh, Mitch caught up about it about a week ago. It gave me that yeah, whole little it's vibe. The, it's you know the what same saying? vibe. Like it, to me, it's the same formula. The, of the climax record. of the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what they were going for, and it, and it worked. And you know, there's some other things in place. Like she's like the openly, you know, lesbian uh, rapper, and it's kind of like she didn't shy away from the story. Like even if you had other females in the industry that might be lesbians, they always kind of gloss them up. Like she is mm-hmm. like. To the core, like straight hard, hard. Like when I first, I really, I genuinely thought it was a dude. Like I didn't pay any attention to it, <laughs> right. and it's like I started looking. I was like, "Yo," because you know, I heard the song first, and I was like, "Yo, what dude talking?" But like, <laughs> y'all hear what he like? He he referencing like women, and then he called himself a girl. And then I saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, young ma, like young ma, like that's it, it's a female man." So I get it. it it's really. One thing that I that I, I've learned with, with music in general is all about energy, mm-hmm. and that's the type of energy. The energy that she's that she's pushing with the music is just like the energy is New York. Mm-hmm. It still sounds like here, but I've heard her on other stuff, and she like she, she got bars, bro. She got bars, like for real. Yeah, yeah, she can rap. She can rap. So I, I, ass off. yeah, yeah, I, I rock with it, man. Um, you know, will I listen to a whole project? I don't know just yet. You know what I mean? But I, I think right now. Her, uh, what is A Boogie with the hoodie? They he sound like Dave's Loaf a little bit. They, but I mean, like his, his music is still south to me. Like it's not New York. It's just the energy, the mm-hmm. aggressiveness is, is there. But the sound, it sounds like it sounds like down south. You know what I mean? So south running shit, man. Pretty much. And I don't see it like changing ever. Really? So okay, okay. Why why do you say that? I mean, you got to think about it. Artists, they just want that vibe. Like, you know what I'm saying? The influence, the the way people dress. You know what I'm saying? It The South really has a hand in everything that's going on in culture mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Artists come to Atlanta to get that 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 vibe for their album. You know what I'm saying? People making references to, to Southern shit on their on they projects. People talking about coming to Follies and shit like that. You know what I'm no, saying? Right. <laughs> and it, it really blows me, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't see it changing. I, I don't, let me see how I can, I can put this without offending people. I don't believe that the South, even if the South like takes a, a, a backseat to somebody, I still think that the South will be in the forefront. Be able to, to dictate what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I can feel that. I can feel that because I, I think now the main reason is because like music is drum driven right now. Like you know, it, it's not really sample driven anymore. Right. And, and you know, when it was sample driven, New York had it. Now that everything is like the eight hundred eight driven stuff, right. it's like and all the biggest producers are coming from coming from the south. Coming from they the come south. Coming from the south, man. It's like I don't know. 
And <laughs> no, not the New York producers, man. But I can always tell when a New York producer try to make a down south exactly. beat. Exactly, <laughs> man. I Keyword, can try. It. Yeah, it is. It, it's not the same, bro. It is not the same at all. That bounce is, is something special to to the south. But um, I definitely appreciate you coming to the den, man. Is there um anything else you want to share with the people before you roll out? Uh, yeah, man. Cooly Fly Chronicles Three is out now, man. Make sure y'all check that out. It's available on Live Mixtape, Spinrilla, uh, Dat Piff. All at um, j.rain.com. We got videos out. Got a video out right now for Andale. We got a video out for Gotta Believe featuring Scotty ATL. And since we're on the subject of Scotty ATL, man, I got a uh, single with Scotty ATL out right now called So High. The video's going crazy. Um, also, um, I'm trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anything or anyone. Shout out straight out of Den for having me here. Um, that's it. Is it cool, 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 man? Well, oh, uh, hey, I want to thank y'all for listening, man. We are uh, we definitely here, and um, thank y'all, real talk. Y'all been rocking with the den for a while, man, and so we here for y'all. We here for the culture, and um, you know, like I said, man, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that for dream, sure. and work until that dream becomes reality. I'm Jay Good, straight out the den. He's Jay Dot Rain. That's me. We out for sure. Yes, sir. Hey, this podcast is brought to you by the Indie Creative Network. Make sure you go to IndieCreativeNetwork.com. Go and pick up the app right now. It's in every app store, whether you have an iPhone or Google Play. Just go to the app store, pick up the Indie Creative Network app. Dope podcasts all around. Whatever you want, whatever need you have, they, they can serve it. Indie Creative Network. Go and get the app. Go now. Now. Bye.